0: You're your rich, you're riches. So rich, my God, because of you, God, and your manifold blessing. And so we thank you to my God, my like, God, we're going through. It's like, we can't, we're, we're, we're going through, my God, with you, because we have you on our side tonight. God bless you tonight, my God, the word tonight, my God. I thank you, my God, not the ears of the word, but also those of the word tonight. God bless you tonight, my Our your sons and my daughter. God my, 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 my God. We are like, like a that kind of story. Someone, someone after um, the palace. Oh my, I pray, my, sun, my God, like and, it was, it was water. Oh my God, my like tripping, rivers of water. Every four I mother, my God. Oh God, be um Spiritual mothers. I dad, spiritual dad, dad. I pray right now, God. God, must be to Do your work, my God. in kingdom Oh God, we be intercessors. Intercede, my God. For children and for the nation. Oh God, my, my God, the house desire my God. God, oh my God, to pray. My God, to build houses of incense, God, or oh, houses of incense, my God, we can come before the memorial, my God, to oppress, my God for nation, and we believe in God, our true my God. They are, they are so established. I, mean, I pray them and walk in the old path, the old path, my God, and they walk there, my God, as they go day by day. I pray that no matter what they're going through in this life and what is happening, I know God that they're well covered under His blood, But you are safe and they are secure, no matter what is happening. We you know God might like you have work for them to do. And so we thank God we thank God we thank you for the beach, Lord. We thank God we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, my God, 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 God for, for what they are going to do and what you have done for us by prayer. I, pray. I said, by your stride, because we for transmission, before entity, by churches of peace you. And by your strife tonight, it doesn't matter what you're going through. All world is. And we are covered in the blood is Jesus. And if the blood desire, we were sign and sign and sing tonight by the blood. So, everything has been signed and sealed. So, you are well blessed, you are healed, you are made whole, you are made healthy, and you are rich, and your blessings and blessings always flow over you right now. And your children's children as God goes Because we will never lack. God made provision for us. We thank God for your promises. I'm talking about your promises. We are promised children, we are promised seed, we are, are kings and queens. And, 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 and I everybody every man that be sitting, my like God, in King's policies. We're gonna see King's policies. Hallelujah! Praise be to the God and bless us tonight.
1: I pray and the glory. Let's we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm very really thankful Hallelujah. that you are blessed and have those promises that have been spoken over you here tonight, as Sister Joy closed out her prayer. The Bible tells the effective first prayer of the righteous and availeth much. Amen. We're believing that these prayers that have gone forth tonight, the Lord is answering prayers. Amen. Amen. We are the promised people. Each and every one of you are the promised people. And we stand before a king who is able. Amen. So it's, you're, you're able to give him praise. Why? Because you stepped into this building tonight. You had the activity of your body. You have breath in your lungs. Then you're able to give him praise. Let's give him that praise. Amen. Not only that we don't praise him for what he's done, but we praise him because of who he is. The Bible tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to us, Amen. I'm in a thankful that you serve a mighty God. Let's call on the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. You're feeling the building tonight? You're feeling a low mood. You're feeling maybe hurt. Feeling some pain in your body. You're in the right place because we serve a God who's able to heal, able to deliver. Amen. Amen. You don't have to leave here the same way that you came. Because the God that we serve, he's a mighty God. If you're able, call on the name of Jesus. There's everything is in that name. There's salvation in that name. There's healing in that name. Magnified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. I think sometimes when we're standing here, the Lord reveals to us what's going on in a person's life. Amen. And I want you to just call on the name of Jesus. Don't leave here the same way that you came. Amen. He's able to deliver you. Amen. I know that according to my own experiences. Amen. I he's a graceful, he's a mighty He's a worthy God, and if you need it, He's able to deliver. And I'm thankful for that. God is not a the Bible says. If there's someone you've depended on before, and they didn't come through, they're not God. Amen. He's able to deliver. And we're going to have a word delivered to us tonight, the type of word that the Bible says lasts forever. When everything has gone away from this world, the word will still stand. Come on, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our Lord will last forever. It is a living word. It's a breathing word, and it gets down on the inside, and it manifests itself. And we're gonna welcome our pastor to come and give us that living word tonight. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And I bring you the word. Sister Crystal, she'll
2: come lead a song. I already asked her if she'd lead a song. I tried to get Brother Parks to lead us a song. So, Sister Crystal is come sing a song. Come lead us in worship. Y'all worship Amen. with her.
3: Amen. Amen. And our
2: foundation can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Praise the
3: Lord. Y'all ready? Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm going to sing a song. He was talking about calling on the name of Jesus. So we're going to keep calling on the name of Jesus in this song. And this song says, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Hallelujah. When I sing that song, there's just a gratefulness just rises up in my spirit. And I want you all to help me sing that song tonight. Someone you already know it. If you don't, clap your hands until you hear the words that we're singing, then join in. Hallelujah. Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Oh, Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Oh, Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget.
2: of our youth not all of our youth are out of town and so uh, but all the other classes are happening tonight firm foundation and it's good to see you in church how many is glad to be in church if you have your bibles turn with me to genesis chapter 22 genesis chapter 22 brother steve i normally ask you to cut me down can you give me just a little bit of volume Hallelujah. Genesis 22, verse 22. It came to pass that after these things, God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here am I, or here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac. Whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Yeah. I want to talk tonight. If you were here several Sundays ago, I talked about Faith's father. And then last Tuesday, I believe it was, I talked about going through a lot. I mean, we're going through a lot. And uh, Sunday morning, if you were in service, I talked about Isaac, the son of promise. Tonight, I want to move forward and go to Genesis 22. And I want to preach a message entitled, When God Asks You to Make a Sacrifice. When God Asks You to Make a Sacrifice. Pastor Parks, if you would lead us in prayer tonight.
1: We behold your word tonight, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, open our understanding, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Oh, don't let us leave the same way we came, oh, Lord, but let us be changed. Yes. Oh, Lord, as we look into your word, your word tells us, behold, oh, God, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Yes. Oh, God, we are counted, Lord God, as joy to be in your presence together, Hearing your word, oh Lord Jesus, but we won't stop there. Oh, we'll apply your word in our lives, oh God. Let it touch our hearts. Let it change our minds, O oh Lord God. Let it satisfy our soul. In Jesus' name we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 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 Somebody give the Lord a
2: hand to pray. Amen. 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 Lord, mighty God we serve. God, we serve. Hallelujah. Brother Steve, I switched mics on you. If you can give me just a little juice there. It is good to be in the presence of God, the house of God. The Lord, the Holy Ghost, began to speak to me and deal with me on this subject, and it's mainly out of Genesis 22. And I, I kept reading it and praying and seeking the Lord about it and shying away from it because. I've just not really ever appreciated Genesis 22. It just where where God's asking Abraham to make such a great sacrifice. Not that I'm critical with that or anything. It's just you know that's difficult and difficult to look at it, difficult to see what's happening there in, in, in that portion of it and. So, so my, my thought tonight and what I feel impressed in the Holy Ghost is when God asked you to make a sacrifice, when God asked you to make a sacrifice. If you think about Isaac, Isaac was the son of promise. He was the son of promise. He was Abraham's son at 100 years old. He was Abraham's son at, in his young 100s. Think about that for a minute. And they played pitch together. And they hunted. And they plowed. And they worshipped together. It's obvious that Abraham passed down something to Isaac about worshipping. And everything seems great. As Abraham is living in the promises of God. Now think about that. He's living in the promises of God. But his promises... His promise didn't come for many years. We know, we talked on Sunday, may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. And that, was, that was what Isaac was, and he didn't come when Abraham wanted him to, but God uh, said he would come right on time, and he came right on time. And yet, in chapter 22, something happens Abraham is living in the promises of God. Everything is wonderful. Church was great on Sunday. I mean, you know, the Holy Ghost was moving. People were being touched. And and, and that's kind of how it was for Abraham. Everything was going great. And then all of a sudden, we changed chapters from chapter 21 to chapter 22, and something happens. It's almost Job-like. With the exception of it's not the devil afflicting Job. It's God asking Abraham for a sacrifice. You know, it was the devil that was afflicting Job. But here, it's, it's got similarities, but it's different. God asks Abraham for something. And it came to pass, 22 and 22, after these things, that God did tempt Abraham. And he said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. He said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. just, I, I, just so I can go on and preach, and y'all be all right, amen. Preach, preacher, and all that. I just want to go ahead and throw this question out there. You know, do we think God wanted a child sacrifice in that scripture? Absolutely not. Let's go ahead and get that out there. So I'm not preaching, and you're looking, and you're you're just you know what I mean. There's not that weirdness going on or anything like that. I, I believe that God was. Was tempting Abraham. I believe God was at seeing how far Abraham was willing to go, but I promise you that angel was ready. Come on man. That angel was ready. And, uh, and and so came to pass God tempted Abraham. God asked Abraham something. We spend a lot of time in our lives as the recipient of God's blessings. How many have kids? How many have grandkids? So just a few of us that can remember. Not yet. And so when I was young, not just a young kid, but when I was a young man, my dad would come to town. And you know what that meant? Fun times. Fun times. That meant we were going out to eat somewhere. It was probably going to be somewhere good, Longhorn. long one. And at the end, or when we sat down and there's that awkward moment, The waitress comes up and said, "How many checks?" Uh, (laughs) And and you don't see me jumping. (laughs) Um, I'm
0: kind of sitting there,
2: hoping he doesn't. And 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 always it's who takes the check. Come on, (laughs) dads. Isn't that right? Moms, parents, grandparents. I mean. And, and, but then there comes a time, at some point in time in my life, I was older, much older, that I sit down with my dad, sometimes, not all the time, and, and they say, who wants the check? And I, I feel real good, i mean, there There comes this maturing process. I mean, I still think dad always takes the check, right? a yeah, it's but, but there does come this switch, this transfer, this change and, and as you mature and as you grow into becoming a, uh, not a young man or woman, but a, still a young, I'm still young, um, but, but more mature about that. And uh, we spend a lot of time living for God as God's recipient of His blessing. Real, not not realizing, well, we got to realize sometimes that we are the often the most often the promising of the promise from the promiser. We're most often the promising of the promise from the promiser. We are the dream receiver. We are the vision obtainer. And I promise you, if you live for God for any amount of time, you are the blessing obtainer and container. And we easily, though, we easily settle into this relationship with God as if it is a one-way street.
1: You know,
2: it's Sunday. We're going to we're going to dinner with Jesus. He's serving, and He's paying, and He's covering the tab. He's paying the price. I don't have to pay the price. God's got that, right? And and, and that's kind of, how many would admit that sometimes it's easy, that mindset, maybe if not naturally, that mindset just automatically slips into your mind, anybody? I'm the only one. Okay. All right. I got four more that back me up. But what about when you come to church, or when you go to your prayer room, and you're talking to God, and it's no longer about you being the recipient, or the receiver, or the promisee? But what about when God changes it, and instead of you being the promisee, He wants you to be the promiser? What happens when he starts, instead of, oh, I've got all these blessings for you, all of a sudden God's like, okay, I want to require this of you. Right. Where's my amen? on yeah. uh, I'm going to ask something of you. And has, God for, has God ever asked you for something that was hard to give Him, anybody? I mean, something that really... Raise your hand if so. Has God ever asked you for something difficult, something hard, something that was not easy? I, I, I don't know. Maybe God asked you to quit a job. Anybody, God ever... Okay, I got three, four or five. Okay. And, and uh, or or maybe God asked you to stop. You know, you had this person and they were cool, and you were hanging out with them. And God was like, you know what? They're not good for you uh-huh. spiritually. And, and yeah. kind of. And, and was that easy? No it's, no, it's not always easy, is it? No. The job, putting the job, wasn't easy. And or, or maybe God is moving in your life. And trying to get you to change some things in the way you're living. And it gets uncomfortable. And it's not always easy. Because maybe now you've got to act different when you're around everybody at work. Maybe you got to look different than you are around everybody at school. And God is starting to deal with you about a sacrifice. Is that song that was played in prayer You provide the fire, I'll provide the sacrifice. You pour out your spirit. What's the rest of it? I open up inside. Feel me. Amen. Have you ever been asked by God to give up something? Give up something, quit something that you were doing, or a way you were living, or how you were acting, or how you were dressing, or any of those things? And, and how did you respond? Were you like, okay, God, no problem? Or were you sucking your thumb and pouting and laying down on the floor, pitching a. a spiritual timber tantrum oh God I can't believe you're going to ask me of that. you don't know how hard that is in God said you don't know how hard it was on that cross okay. you don't know how hard it was when they were okay, when they were putting that crown of thorns on my head and you don't know how hard it was when I would drop on those nails and all of a sudden the pain would just entrench me and I would push up and grab with my hands, but they were nailed too and that pain would just ride my body. Wasn't easy. God is saying to Abraham here, take the dream I gave you, the one you waited so long and take it to an altar and sacrifice it. Sacrifice it. Sacrifice what you waited all those years on. And when you thought I wasn't going to do it, suddenly I did. And now I want you to sacrifice that. The dream you longed for I want you to give that back to me. The, draw, the dream you didn't receive till you were 100 years old, I am now requiring of you. Take your son, your only son, that specifically, there's a revelation there, that only son Isaac and sacrifice. Take the blessing and give it back to me. Don't just give it, But now he says you have to travel three days. Not only is God asking something of you, but now he's asking not something quick, not something fast, not something rapid, not something that, you know, just takes a minute or two. I want you to take a three day journey. Yeah, Pastor, I'm going to pray about it. Okay, now God can answer me. Mount Moriah, he had to work to get there. It took time to get there. It wasn't five minutes and that was it. It wasn't 15 minutes and that was it. It wasn't an hour and that was it. It was a three-day journey. And he had to go to the place of worship to make the sacrifice and offer what was closest to him probably in his entire life, his promise. He had to give that up, his heir, his only heir, and probably at a little over 100 years old, probably 125 at this point in time, 120, 125, I want you to think about it. How important is an heir?
3: kind I'm
1: of
2: important. And I want you to make a sacrifice there. The psalmist says it like this. Psalms 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Verse 3 says who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in the holy place. The only way to ascend To go up in the kingdom of God. To move forward and advance in the direction that we are called to go. The only way to ascend is a path that is called sacrifice. Let me tell you for just a moment. I've been at home and I've been on my treadmill. And I can get adjusted pretty easy to three and a half miles an hour. Don't laugh at me. And and, a zero incline. I'm good. I, I can walk for a long. But you start increasing that incline and you start allowing me to go upwards. hesitant. Has God ever asked you something and you talked yourself out of it? Or you allowed others in your life to talk you out of it to do that? You don't have to do all that. You ever had that voice speaking to you? And God is knocking Those friends I talked about earlier they're saying you don't have Dude, that's probably the ones that you don't need around you. Who shall sin?
3: You're not going up
2: without effort.
0: You're not going up without effort.
2: Maybe he's asking you to give something up. Maybe he's asking you to give. Something sacrificial financially. and I won't go into my testimonies, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like this weird tug of war, I guess I can explain when God starts reaching for my wallet.
3: Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Because he's asking. But he does this prep for me before he asks for something big. I already know it. I know it's coming. It's like he preps me. I feel it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Right? There? He, he just kind of, okay, guys up to something. And, 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 and then before, so by the time he asks, I've kind of gotten myself ready. And this one thing I have realized, and and I'll testify after it every time. Every time God asks me for a sacrifice, something sacrificial, whether it's financial or whether it's spiritual, whether it's of my time, whatever it is, every time God asks something sacrificial from me, He already has a promise in mind. That promise is not something that you can obtain without the sacrifice. If you don't commit to the sacrifice, that promise is not going to come to you. It's just not going to. And, and, and so, I'm, I'm financially, I'm doing it to explain it, so we understand it spiritually, physically, however else. But, but every time God's moved on me with a bigger number than what I'm used to giving, or a number that's not comfortable, or a number that would break me, I get uncomfortable. Amen. I'm nice some of y'all are right now.
3: Yes,
2: sir. Shit. <laughs> And in God, then suddenly it happens, and there it is. And and I know what God's asking for. And when I know what God's asking for, my second thought is this: "Oh man." And then my other thought is this: If He's asking for that, I have never. I have I've literally never given a sacrifice that God is not, I'm not talking two or three times, not multi-fold, blessed, whatever that sacrifice was. Never happened. Never happened. Every time. And, and, and just, just to understand, I mean, a thousand dollar sacrifice. Oh, I, how, how could I do that? And, and when I finally gave that thousand dollars a car, you know what I mean? I just multi-folded multifold much bigger than than what we could even think and, and and that's that's really where God was with Abraham right here I'm asking for you to make a sacrifice do you trust me how much do you trust me how Abraham how much do you really trust me as God? What do, you, what do you think I'll do? In Genesis 22 and 3, Abraham rose up early in the morning, sat on his donkey, took two of his young men with him, and Isaac, his son, and clayed the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went to the place of which God had told him. Sometimes God's going to tell you to go to difficult places. And then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place far off. Abraham, you know, as he was walking, he had all kinds of stuff on his mind. Brother Banks, can you think about what might be going through his head right now? It's a quiet walk. I mean, he's not like, woo! He's going to the place of God, he's going to Mount Moriah, he's going to that place God's calling him. He's going to that place God is telling him to go to, that place of worship. And he's on his way and it's very quiet and, you know, nobody's saying anything. And then I said, damn. I see everything for the sacrifice.
3: Uh,
2: What about when church is not about what church can do for you. But when God really gets a hold of you what can you do for the body of Christ? What can you do for God? And instead of coming in here God bless me, bless me, bless me you come in here and you're like God how can I bless you? How can I bless you? How can I bless you more? What can I give to you, God? I, I've given everything. And God, how much more can I give you? What, what, what do you want? How, how do you want me to live? How do you want me to walk? How do you want me to talk? God, were you not pleased with this conversation today? Do I need to adjust some things in my life? God, do I need to adjust some things in my lifestyle? God, is what I'm wearing okay? Was that all right with you, God? I I want to please you. I don't want to please anybody else. I don't want to please myself, God. I want to please you. God, I want you to lead me. I want you to get... Anybody know what I'm talking about?
3: It's not where we're asking for something, but where we're offering something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hebrews 11 says it like this in 17. One time is, is that really? No, never mind. Y'all give the Lord a hand. First thing, we're gonna flip that clock. Thirty minutes. Hebrews 11, listen to this, 17. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. So he did it, right? He made that offer. He he was willing to make this sacrifice. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called Verse 19, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. From whence also he received him in a figure. So Abraham got to the place when he was ready to make that sacrifice. That he trusted God enough that he knew he was going to do whatever God said. And he trusted God enough that he knew God was able to raise him up. How much do you trust God with what you sacrifice? How much do you trust him that he is able to do the miraculous? How much do you trust him that that, that you can give him anything and everything, and he is going? You, you trust him so much with it that he's going to see you through. He knew. You know the voice of God, the more you trust the voice of God. Yeah. If you don't pray, you won't hear, you won't be sensitive, and you won't be able to know His voice. So it's easy to become confused. If you pray, you get sensitive, not sensitive in. Never mind. <laughs>
3: You
0: actually don't
2: get that kind of sense. get anti that sense. Because suddenly, great peace have they that love thy law and nothing. And, and, and so, you get to that place that you're so sensitive, but first comes a place of sacrifice. What about when God asks you to make a three-day journey, and, and, and you lay out every reason you don't have three days? Well, when He asks you, "Okay, I want you to fast a few days," I want you to to pray. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about you know that quick little "Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, Amen." I want you to pray. Right. I want you to go in and close the door. Good. I want you to shut yourself in for a little time and talk to me. Well, I will. Let me schedule that. You know, right now,
3: nobody's amen on
2: me. And God, I believe, I believe God is willing to take some people to a deeper place, to a further test. Are you willing to go through that test, though? Are we willing to come into the house of God and it not be... I'm, I'm just saying things how I feel, how I see. Sometimes maybe I'm reaching to myself. I'm stepping on my own. You got that other one? I'm, up my heart, battery out. I'm on my third mic tonight. Praise God. Is that good preaching? It seems like it's only been 30 minutes. And... Uh, And so Abraham, he didn't know that God was going to have that angel stop him. He was trusting God so much he was willing to do whatever God asked. And are we at a place that we are walking like Abraham walked? Can God trust us with his promises enough to know that whatever he gives us, when he asks for it back, We're willing to give it back. Oh, hallelujah. If you have to go through a test, are you ready? Or is your faith dependent on your feelings? Is your faith dependent on your feelings? Is are you willing to make a journey with Jesus? No matter how long it might be, how many days it might take, how far you've got to go? how how much exertion you've got to commit to go to the elevated places in God. I'm telling you, God is looking for committed Christians. He's looking for some absolute apostolics. He's looking for some people that are willing to make the journey to mount said to his young men, Abide ye here with the donkey. And I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. We see he was a prophet. He prophesied. God God already was going to stop the sacrifice. God, God was just testing Abraham. He wanted to see how far he would go. But Abraham suddenly spoke. Into existence, true prophet, that they would be back. And, and, and so he prophesied, and all of a sudden he released that. And, and uh, I don't know if it was by faith or sometimes he was just saved. In verse 6 And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, and laid it upon Isaac, his son. Here, you take this, you take the heavy weight, and I'll take the fire and a knife. And they both went together. And Isaac said to his father, this so is what we are talking about a minute ago. He said, my father. And he said, here am I. You know, Abraham, I'm sure, is just quiet. Just and solemn. And, and all of a sudden, Isaac's tired of the quietness. You know. And Isaac spake to his father. He said, my father. He said, here am I. And he said, behold, fire in the wood. Where's the lamb? And then verse 7 this was a prophetic word that would go throughout the history of time. Isaac spake to his father and he said, my father, he said, here am I. And Abraham said, my son, God, I want you to think about this, will provide himself a lamb. He will be the lamb. He will be the spotless lamb. Isaac was not going to have to be sacrificed. God himself would robe himself in humanity's flesh, and take on Him that cross for my sins and for your sins. And Abraham built an altar there. Here's a lesson. You build an altar, you teach your children how to build an altar, and you leave it there with God. I, I believe there's a scripture. Maybe I want to go into that next week. I believe there's a scripture. It says, And Isaac re-dug the wells, that Abraham had done. Abraham, even though he was in his 100s, he was able to teach his son about sacrifice. He was able to teach his son about living for God. He was able to teach his son. And so Isaac has so much respect for Abraham. And for the man of God that Abraham was and the prophet that Abraham was, that Isaac himself redug later the wells that Abraham, when he needed something, he went back to those wells and he redug those wells. And, and, and Abraham built an altar and he laid the wood and he bound Isaac, his son. Now, his son. Had to trust Abraham and God so much. I, I mean, this is a, a guy that's 125 and a guy that's 25. Who do you think's going to win? I mean, I hope when I'm 125.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and
2: Abraham built an altar, laid the wood, bound Isaac, his son. His son was willing. And laid him upon the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. I would tell you what the in depth meaning of that is, but some of you might not like it in church, so I'll give you the PG version. He took the knife to slay the son. Verse 11, and the angel of the Lord hears the knife up and he's about to slay Isaac. He's so willing to sacrifice whatever God is saying and and he pulls out the knife, stretches forth his hand and the angel of the Lord called on him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham, oh, I love that voice. (laughs) And when you make the sacrifice, you then love the voice that comes thereafter. Because you know God is already up to something. And and God, that angel spoke, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham was was very happy. And Abraham suddenly looked at him out of heaven. Abraham, Abraham. He said, here am I. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad. And don't do anything to it now I know that thou fearest God seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son thine only son from me I'm just going to throw this question out let's just do a quick synopsis of our life from being filled with the Holy Ghost till now quick synopsis, run through just go back to when you got the Holy Ghost you know how they do this. Fast forward things. No. And think about that for just a minute. Think about that for just a minute. What in that time have you withheld from God? What in that time have you withheld? Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket. A ram, not a lamb, caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Job, as it is said to this day my provider my provider oh hallelujah hallelujah and then if we go on and we read in this scripture and god begins to deal with abraham he begins to receive a blessing this is most likely the final blessing that abraham the the one of those giant blessings that he receives but All of a sudden, with that sacrifice that he was willing to make, he receives the blessing and the Lord tells him that because thou hast done this, there are some places, hear me church, that you can go in God, but others aren't willing to pay the price for the journey. There are depths of anointing that not everybody is going to receive. There are places in God that not everybody's willing to pay the price to go. There is a difference in being a giver and being a receiver. And the beauty of being a giver. Sometimes you need to receive. But the beauty of being a giver is it's got to come through you. To be a receiver, it stops with you. I want it to keep flowing and going. I want to be a giver. Amen. And if God asks for a sign, I want to give it. Because you has not withheld, have not withheld your son, that in blessing I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed, and this is happening today, shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. What about when God is asking you to give something, to bring him something, to make a sacrifice? Is there anybody in this place right now? God, I want to make whatever sacrifices I've got to make. I I, I no longer want, want to mature beyond the place where I'm sitting at the table looking at you to pay for every meal. God, I'm here. I'm bringing my sacrifice to you. I'm coming in. Not a place that you've been, but a new place. It's a deeper place, but it is a place that requires more. It's a place that requires more praying, more fasting, more doing whatever God's asking, even if it's uncomfortable. Is there anybody in here that would say, God, I want to go to that place? Who shall ascend? God, I want to ascend. I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to fall. I don't want to fail. I want to ascend. And whatever it is tonight, God, that you're speaking into our hearts and you're asking for, we want to give. Is there anybody that wants to ascend tonight? to press the wave from where you are and draw closer and closer to Him and His presence is there anybody that would say God tonight I want to hear your voice I want to hear your call hallelujah I want to hear your call would you come would you come the Spirit of the Lord is in this place I pray and I want you to think about this. Isaac was blessed and lived because Abraham had enough faith to make that sacrifice.
1: Word of God, never been easy for me to take a surface-level Word and receive it. But when it comes to the Word, the deeper Word revealed has always hit very well with me. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, and I've heard that several times. Pastor was praying at the end of the message. You know, he preached the message in the beginning God. And that deeper revelation of putting God first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. And um, what he said in prayer was if you put it first, basically, and I'm kind of interpreting, then God's going to require it. Think of the the one with the one talent. And he withheld that one talent. It was required that he would give that one talent up. But the three Hebrew boys, they refused to bow. And they they held on to their faith. And their faith was what was given to God. So whether it's positive or negative, if you place it first, God's going to require it. Amen. And that was a revealed word uh, within that message uh, that Pastor has given us tonight, that if we are planning to put it first, God's going to require it. Whether that's our faith, or whether we consider some material to be first, or we consider our money to be first, or whatever we will place first, God's going to require for us to sacrifice that. And to give that up. Amen. That's, that that sounds like a good time to move into an offering. Amen. Amen. There's nothing that we have that God had given to us. I, I have no uh, reservation when I move into an offering in that manner. Uh, one of my clients was talking about experience said she walked into a place where an individual she could tell was not experienced in counseling and she wasn't wanting to receive that counseling. She'd rather have someone that had the experience because you can hear the experience come out in in what they uh, use in techniques and counseling. And uh, My experience is there's nothing that I've ever Given back to God that He had blessed already. When we even look at the promises that Pastor preached to us out of Genesis 22, if we look back in chapter 12, the promise was already given to Abraham. He knew that he would receive that promise because the the descendants of Abraham would be blessed, and he was told that if if he would go to the place that God would send him, that He would receive that promise, and he held on to that faithfully. Amen. We want to uh, hold on to those promises that God has given us in a way that we sacrifice them to him. This belongs to God. Everything we have belongs to him, If we just give him what we have first. And that's speaking to me. I'm not going to leave here uh, without having something to do myself about sacrificing. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for the word that we receive as we come before you realizing that all that we have belongs to you. Lord, we sacrifice that to you today. Lord, whether it's our time, whether it's material, whether it's money, oh God, whether it's relationship, whatever we have in our lives, it first belongs to you. Oh God, and in our minds and our hearts and our souls, we want to mature. We want to become what you've called us to be. Oh Lord, and we would not do, O oh God, less than sacrifice and give that to you here, in this place tonight. We ask that you bless this offering. Lord, bless it for the abundance of the ministries within this church. Let it, O oh Lord God, multiply that we may bless this community Oh Lord, and reach out to this world with the gospel. Bless it to overflowing, whether tithe or offering. We ask you to bless it. In the name of Jesus, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Please come stand, uh, come give in the offering, shake hands with someone. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.